Welcome to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. I'm your host, Associate Editor Hannah Bubser. The American Petroleum Institute, or API, offers API certifications and licensing for oils, including the ones used by Quick Lubes. There are a lot of moving parts to this. Jeff Harmoning is with API, and he joins the show to explain the work that he does, elements of the API certifications and specifications, and understanding the applicability of these processes for Quick Lube shop owners. Hey, Jeff. Well, welcome to the podcast. Can we start our conversation today just having you introduce yourself and explaining your role with the American Petroleum Institute? Sure. Thanks, Hannah. It's glad to be with you today. Uh, My name is Jeff Harmoning, and for the last 14 years or so, I have been working with the American Petroleum Institute, uh, supporting their engine oil licensing and certification system, as well as the diesel exhaust fluid licensing and certification system. And I now sit as a senior project manager and support uh, program manager in support of those two efforts. And can you talk about what goes into API certifications for certain gas and diesel oils? How does API ensure quality across the supply chain? Yeah, my answer for this one is a bit lengthy um, because obviously uh, certification programs are nothing if there isn't a standard behind that certification program uh, that you're that you're certifying to. So, uh, you know, for more than seventy years, API has been involved in the development and of engine oil standards, uh, and in that time leading up to the present, uh, we have been working with the industry at large, most importantly, the OEMs, the engine builders, uh, to take whatever needs they need for their applications and apply that to a standard performance-based standard for engine oil. So we um, not only have we been setting the engine oil standards with industry, uh, but we have also been licensing engine oils which meet those standards to use API's quality trademarks on their products, um, providing that they have properly licensed them with us, of course. Um, And then um, as these products become licensed, uh, API subjects them to uh, routine aftermarket audits. We test thousands of samples of engine oil and DEF year-round, essentially, to ensure that the products which bear our marks uh, meet the specifications and therefore, in the large part, meet the requirements that engines on the road today um, um, actually need. So we've, we've, we, we really are, are involved in, in the entire process from beginning to end. And then furthermore, as a because we have the standards development capability, we've also, you know, asked industry and the members of API's lubricants group uh, to create standards in other areas, uh, particularly, uh, you know, two things that I think apply to this audience are uh, API 1525 and 1525A. Uh, API 1525 gives um, is essentially best practices for bulk engine oil testing, handling, and storage 
whereas API 1525A is a recommended practice on maintaining chain of custody throughout the supply chain from the point of manufacture right down to basically when the point, uh, the point where an engine, uh, where an oil is installed in an engine to assure the identity of that fluid throughout the supply chain. So this is why all of these things ultimately uh, uh, lend itself to API, can, you know, assuring that uh, API licensed oils moving through the supply chain are at the uh, stated levels of quality at the point where you and I are putting them in our vehicles, for instance. I am glad that you brought up API 1525 and 1525A because I had it on my list to ask about that. So thank you for giving kind of that that overview on those. And I'm curious too, to hear a little bit more about API's certification marks and also how shop owners can correctly identify the API service symbol in practice. Can you talk a little bit more about those things as well? Yeah, so that's basically getting into the, the business of the uh, licensing and certification program. So uh, just to sum that up for for your listeners, you know, the licensing program is is more than just, uh, you know, just you, you give us money, we give you a trademark. It, it's really involved for the oil marketers that participate in this program. Um, when a company desires to license uh, a product with us for use of the API trademarks, uh, it is a rigorous process that includes uh, lots of testing, lots of data uh, provided to API to, you know, essentially uh, prove that the oils and the formulations that will be used to fill a product do in fact meet the performance specification that they are claiming. Um, so to break that down to sort of like brass tacks, if a product has 10 different formulations around the globe that uh, that potentially can fill it. We have the licensees register those formulations with us at API, and we call that the license fingerprint. Um, now, the reason that we ask for a license fingerprint is that enables us as after in, in our aftermarket audit program to be able to go out, purchase samples from the aftermarket, and then test it and make sure that it meets the formulations that we have on file. And we can talk about that a little bit later. Now, ultimately, back to the certification program, API has quality trademarks, uh, several of them. On the gasoline engine side, we have the API certification mark or the Starburst. I'm sure your listeners have, have seen this as they've perused the uh, aisles of their local uh, parts store or big box store. Um, but this mark has come to represent oils. Uh, this mark is intended uh, to be used on oils that meet the current ILSAC GF6A specification. At the same time that we launched 6A, we also launched GF6B for low viscosity oils. In this particular case, 0W16 viscosity grade oils. And, at this, uh, and we launched a new mark uh, called the API certification mark or SHIELD. Uh, that represents oils that meet ILSAC GF6B. And the reason that we have two separate marks is because the industry at large was concerned about lower viscosity oils back in 2020 when these specifications came out. So they felt that a new mark was required. Uh, the third and final API mark that we license 
uh, marketers to use on their products is the API service symbol. It's more commonly known as the donut. And that sort of represents the API S category. It's the overarching umbrella standard that includes all of the viscosity grades, not just those specified by ILSAC. Um, and, and it allows us to license oils of maybe perhaps less traditional uh, viscosity grades. Um, but again, in, in any case, that certification process remains the same. Um, and then, as I said before, as marketers join the program, they're required to license each product individually with us, along with the individual formulations for that product. So we have uh, plenty of assurances that the products meet the specifications. And then again, uh, we only solidify that by going out and, and sampling and testing these oils in the marketplace. And speaking to the work for our audience in particular, why are engine oil standards important in, in general? And why is proper certification important for quick lube shop owners to understand? Well, these, these standards are performance standards and they're set uh, with the original equipment manufacturers or the engine builders. So these are defined ultimately by the engine builders themselves that say this is exactly what we need. This is the type of oil that will maximize performance, longevity, durability of, of the engines in our vehicle. Uh, so with that in mind, it's important to have uh, a, a basic minimum standard. You know, some OEMs, they have their own brands and, and maybe those brands aren't available everywhere uh, in the world or everywhere uh, in every shop in America, for instance. So it's necessary in those cases to use oils of equivalent performance. And so that's why it's important to them uh, that we set a minimum performance standard uh, so that we can help the oil consuming public ensure that they are using the proper uh, level of performance and viscosity grade oils that their manufacturers recommend. Why this is important to your listeners and to the oil changers of the world is you are performing that service on behalf uh, of your customer. And uh, as we all know, the customer is always right. Um, they want their equipment and their vehicles to last as long as possible and to be protected uh, by any means necessary. And so it's incumbent upon the folks that are performing these oil changes, not only to basically understand what each specifications are, but to ensure that they are installing the oil that's recommended for that vehicle to avoid such nasty things as, uh, you know, warranty voids or, or, or even worse. And I wanted to bring up the aftermarket audit program as well. Can you explain that to our listeners? Uh, absolutely. It's and and actually, that's that's uh, when I first joined API uh, fourteen years ago, almost. Uh, that's that's what I cut my teeth on, so to speak. Uh, I came to uh, uh, help the aftermarket audit program. It's very near and dear to my heart, but ultimately. Uh, we have, through a network of vendors around the globe, we focus primarily here in North, North America, we have vendors out there that are purchasing oils off the shelf, if they happen to be in a package format, but also going through, uh, you know, the bulk distributors, uh, your customer, uh, your listeners uh, facilities, and we are purchasing 
oil samples of our licensees products so that we can ensure that they're continuing to meet not only the API program guidelines, but ascent, uh, uh, more importantly, that their products do in fact meet the specifications. Um, I'm glad that we're talking about this with your audience because one of these days, maybe one of your listeners will be approached by somebody representing API interested in collecting a sample uh, uh, or perhaps several samples from your facility uh, so that we can perform that aftermarket audit testing. So, uh, you know, I, I, I like to warn folks on podcast opportunities like this, especially to your audience, uh, you know, that we are there not to um, uh, evaluate your business. We are there to evaluate that our licensees are, are, are continuing to um, produce products that meet the specifications that they have licensed uh, with us. So, you know, don't be afraid if somebody comes knocking at the door, uh, asking for a gallon or two off the off the bulk, bulk tank dispenser, um, because we are here not only to protect the integrity of the trademarks and protect the marketplace from substandard oils, but we also want to ensure that folks like you get alerted to any issues that we might discover, uh, you know, as as part of that aftermarket audit program. So I just want everybody to understand uh, we're not there to uh, do anything beyond help you when we are there to purchase an oil sample through our aftermarket audit testing. And, and by the way, we have a licensing program for diesel exhaust fluids. So if, if uh, you know, we, we may be knocking on the door to sample that as well, because it's, it's a program that was set up very similar to the engine oil program based on the engine oil program's historical success over the last 35 years or so that we've been licensing engine oils. When you explain some of the differences between counterfeit motor oils and obsolete engine oils and what shop owners should be aware of in that arena? Yeah, first, I, I think I'll start with what the difference is. So, you know, obviously counterfeit oils, uh, you know, our take on counterfeit oils are oils out there that are falsely claiming to be licensed by API or otherwise associated with API when they do not in fact have a license to use the trademarks or make such claims. So that's one level of counterfeiting. But of course, uh, you know, throughout all industries that that suffer from uh, the counterfeiting problem, it can it can mean so much more. I uh, in my years serving the aftermarket audit program, I've seen everything from counterfeit pails of well-known products to, uh, you know, to other types of counterfeiting. And one, the other sort of side uh, project for the aftermarket audit is to encounter these oils, test them, and then resolve any of these unlicensed oils or these counterfeit situations uh, with the individuals responsible for doing it. So on the counterfeiting side, uh, that's that's sort of what we are chasing down. But there is also this notion of obsolete engine oils. And this is a little bit more complex, and I'll, I'll try to simplify it for the audience now. But API's been setting standards for, uh, you know, over 70 years. And, um, you know, we're currently on API SP. Um, we are currently on API CK4 or FA4 for the diesel engine side. Um, but there were many previous categories uh, for different levels of technology and the and the needs of the industry uh, for the uh, 70 years since. Those specifications are performance-based and they uh, include tests on engine platforms um, where an oil is tested in a laboratory, on a stand, 
under given circumstances and conditions for a given number of hours. And then uh, the oil and the engine itself are both analyzed for different properties, depending on what the test is, uh, to see the, what the performance of the oil was on this sort of accelerated aging schedule that it went through um, while it was in the stand. Well, those tests and the equipment behind them, the engines, the hard parts that are used to re uh, replace the, uh, the parts that are used in the test, when they become unavailable, it becomes untenable to be able to prove that an oil actually meets that specification. So in those cases, API makes those older specs obsolete very simply because the tests are no longer available in order to ensure uh, that those do in fact meet the specs. So we will make our categories obsolete. Um, but it is still common uh, to occasionally see those out in the field uh, in bottled format mostly uh, and referenced on packages uh, where I've, I've seen things that go all the way back to APISA, which essentially was just base oil uh, back in, for intended for engines previous to 1947. Um, so we are out there looking for those types of oils to ensure that uh, that, that is minimized uh, where possible. Uh, and what it means for, for you folks uh, that, that may be listening who are purchasing oils for your business is ultimately, you know, every set of specifications we've generated year uh, phase over phase are intended to be backwards compatible. So you can be rest assured that if you have an older application requiring one of these obsolete engine oils, the oils of today should meet those very same properties very simply because oil technology has only gotten better. We've never taken steps backwards. We've retained that backwards compatibility throughout. So those are the situations and the difference between counterfeit and obsolete engine oils. API is out there uh, constantly in the marketplace scanning for these types of engine oils, sampling them, testing them, and then using the tools that we have in our tool belt back here to ensure that these uh, marketers uh, come into compliance or otherwise disassociate themselves from API standards altogether. So we tackled a lot of topics in our conversation today, and I appreciate your time in answering all these questions. If shop owners want to get more information about anything we have discussed today, uh, where can they go for that? Well, probably the easiest way these days to point people to web pages is very simply to use the Google machine, so to speak. So I would encourage anybody that's looking for more information about the EOLCS licensing. This includes uh, API 1509, which contains not only our program guidelines, but also the actual engine oil specifications themselves. If you want a, a, a long read, that's available. API 1525 and 1525A around bulk engine oil handling and bulk engine oil chase, chain of custody. All of these things can be found on API's website including the motor oil guide, which for your listening public is something that you can download and stick up on the toolbox at the shop that sort of explains what these marks are and what the information in them means to you. You can find that very simply by Googling API engine oil licensing program. Oh, and by the way, we also maintain a directory of licensees. So as a purchaser, if you're trying to verify uh, the authenticity of a license, uh, for, for somebody that's trying to get a business, 
Uh, we have an online directory. I would Google API engine oil directory to take you directly there. We're generally the first or second thing that pops up on a Google search for that. So, um, you know, there's plenty of information there and worst comes to worst, just re reach out and contact us and, and we, can, uh, we can help you with your questions and concerns. Thanks for listening to the Nolan Podcast from National Oil and Lube News. For more content, follow Nolan on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you never miss another. Subscribe to the Nolan Podcast wherever you listen. I'm Associate Editor Hannah Bubser, and I'll talk to you more next time.